You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Project for Kids Leader Training Podcast. I'm Delaney Williams, joined by Landry Holmes, and we are going to talk on this episode about Unit 5, Session 3, The People Worshipped a Golden Calf. And so, Landry, last week we, we were back in Exodus as we were talking about how God gave the Ten Commandments, and so we're going to continue to be in Exodus this session with, um, in chapters 32 through 34. And so, as we think about the big idea of this session, we want to remember that despite God giving the people clear instructions regarding his feelings toward idolatry, they turn away from him after just 40 days without additional guidance from him through Moses. Aaron, who should have guided the people away from their sin, gave in to their demands and actually fashioned an idol for them. But God in his mercy relents from destroying them when Moses interceded. And so in a similar way, Christ has interceded for us, being the sacrifice necessary to receive God's punishment. And so as we, as we think about now transitioning to the next part of the podcast, where we talk about some of those activities that may need a little extra prep time or instructions, want us to look at our babies and toddlers activities first. And so there is an activity where they'll be looking and sorting and noticing different differences between pictures of cows. And so for our leaders, I want to bring that to your attention that you'll need to have different pictures of cows that they will actually need to be on paper because they'll be sorting them. And so what you can do is you can either look for those pictures and print them out from online or either depending on the location of your church, you may have some actual pictures that you've taken with your camera, whether your phone or something like that, that are already printed out. And so those are a couple of ideas of ways that you can obtain those, those pictures. And then moving on to younger preschool, they are going to be painting with gold paint. And so just something, just a little add a commentary for this activity. As they're painting, you may want to talk about the expense and the great value of gold and why that was important for the statute to help them make that connection between the gold paint and the gold statue as well. Also for older pre I'm sorry, for younger preschool, and they actually have a similar activity in older preschool, and I think Landry also in kids, so you may speak more to this as well. But the missions activity is to make a poster for a food pantry or food center in your area. And so just a reminder to make sure to check with your church leaders and because they may know of one that partners with your church or is that will they'll be able to give you more information on um, on this activity of maybe what some of the needs for the food pantry and food center are. And so that is, like I said, that's younger preschool and older preschool as well. And so another activity for older preschool is called Pan for Gold. And this is just a reminder that you will need to paint the stones at least a day before the session. You want to make sure to give enough time for those stones to dry. 
And also you want to make sure that the stones are not small enough that they would put them in their mouth as well. And so then as we look to preschool worship, there is an activity called play a pom-pom relay. And so just a little helpful tip for, for you as in teaching this activity is if you put a piece of tape on the floor or the table that will make a path for the pom-pom, it will make it easier for the preschoolers to have a guide for them as they're moving their pom-pom down the table, down the floor, along that tape line um, as they're pushing it through with the air from the straw and the pom-pom. And so you want to make sure that each child has his or her own straw and his or her own pom-pom as well. Again, just a reminder for safety shoes, we want to um, remember to sanitary and clean, and so make sure that each child has his own straw and pom-pom for this activity. So, as you can... Are, are, you, think, are you thinking that straws and pom-poms, there may be some germ swapping or something whenever you got preschoolers together? You know, I think when in doubt, make sure everyone has their own. <laughs> that way you just take it, you take out any, any possibility. And so, yes. It, so, well, absolutely. germs. So, <laughs> I know both of us, we want to make sure to keep that, keep the germs far away, especially when it comes to preschoolers. And kids, that for, that, for that matter. <laughs> so, keep the germs far, far away. There you go. So, you know, we, we teach them to take turns and we teach them to share, but that's one thing we don't want to share are germs. So, <laughs> that's right, Delvin. So, there you that's go. Right. So, so, now moving on to the next part, Langerie, what are some of the <laughs> yes. kid activities that you want to highlight? Well, I was going to mention the missions activity that you already alluded to. It is also uh, in the the kids suggestions. So, for older kids, option is option 2 and again, just like you said, Delney, check with uh, some leaders in your church. There may already be a food ministry that your church already partners with that you can help contribute to, help the kids contribute to this. Um, and also, if you're going to hang posters in the church encouraging church members to get involved, you might, first of all, coordinate with other Sunday school classes, preschool and children, uh, kids, uh, so y'all can do something maybe to, together, but also get permission before you just, from from church leadership where you just start hanging posters uh, in the hallway, in the elevator, on the door. Make sure, you know, just to kind of coordinate because otherwise everybody wants to hang some kind of poster somewhere sometime and just be sure that, that, that you coordinate that and get some permission. Also, you might want to think about this being uh, a way for families to serve together uh, and maybe not just collect but also take the food somewhere. You may also have an opportunity, you know, as you're collecting the food, to help serve food at a food kitchen or something like that as families. So just, you know, think about different ways um, that they can do that. One of the things that we're talking about, you know, is that the people in the Bible story, the the Israelites, they, they collected, but they collected for the wrong reason. 
They weren't collecting to serve God. They weren't collecting out of a heart of worship. They were collecting to create this golden this golden calf. And kids' worship demonstration helps us, you know, see how it's not compatible for us to try to worship something else, that God created us to worship Him. And uh, so this group demonstration is kind of fun. It's talking about, you know, trying to put a three-prong plug into a two-prong outlet from an extension cord. By the way, make sure that the other ends of these extension cords plugs are not plugged into any electricity so that there is no shocking experience for you or for the kids as you do this demonstration. Uh, you could also, you know, if you or are, are, uh, some other leaders, uh, teachers have traveled internationally, uh, you may have some adapters, some plug adapters, different plug styles, bring those. The whole idea is to show that, uh, you know, without an adapter, some plugs won't fit into some outlets. And of course, you know, again, we're pointing to that Jesus is our mediator. Uh, we come to God through Jesus. And that is how we, we worship God is, is through Jesus. So but just make sure nothing's plugged in. And even, you know, some of you, you may, before the session uh, and or before your kids worship have checked that check right before you do the activity because you know there are children that might go plug something in and you not know it delany you don't know any children like that do you no you know what what i was thinking was is landry that sounds like there's a story behind that that maybe something has happened to you similar i mean like you said it's children are so fast and so quick that you just have to check and double check just to make sure. Well, the thing that happened to me recently is that my preschool grandson and I were in the church office and no one else was around and he unplugged the copy machine, which actually is on a network. So if you unplug it and uh, the pastor was gonna print out something and he was at his house or in his office, he wouldn't have been able to because it was unplugged. And there was a sign right there that says don't unplug. But he was so quick. You know, he's he's four years old. He was so quick, he unplugged it, and I didn't even know he unplugged it. And so, he must be pretty strong because those plugs are usually pretty. I mean, they can be heavy. Oh yes, there. So wow, he's got he's got some good upper body strength. Um, so yeah, that's that's my most recent experience. <laughs> okay, so it sounded like there was probably, uh, you know, a reason why. And there you go. <laughs> so, you know. Landry, as, as we're talking about this session and all, what, what is, I know you've already, you've touched on this partly, but what is something that excites you or stands out in this session? Well, and probably something that we have, that I've overlooked in the many years that I've told this story, read this story, and that is that we have the opportunity to talk about how Jesus is our mediator and really talk about for kids what mediator is that that Moses was a mediator he he's he was the go-between God and the Israelites who disobeyed God and so we can help kids understand that Jesus stands before God on our behalf for anyone who trusts in Jesus as Savior 
that God's son, Jesus, is our mediator, that he, that he stands in the gap, that he makes it possible for us to approach a holy God and receive forgiveness for our sin. So that's exciting to me uh, to, to think about it from that standpoint. Because so many times we just talk about, well, the people messed up, they sinned, and that displeased God. Moses got angry, and we also think, oh, well, if I were Aaron, I would have never done that. Be careful saying those kinds of things because, you know, um, we all sin. We all are like Aaron. So we think, you know, that's the obvious, but also just to, again, it's exciting to think about we can, another opportunity to help kids understand that Jesus stands in that gap between us and a holy God and allows us to approach a holy God when we trust in Jesus as our Savior. Okay, that's great. That's great, Landry. And you know, when I think about that, just to add on what you were saying is we want to to make sure, especially when it comes to our preschoolers, that that we're to only help them understand that we are to worship only God. You know, especially with this activity when we're talking about the golden calf, preschoolers are going to notice that it's a cow and all that. And so we work to very diligently to make sure that not every activity is about a cow. Because, yes, that's part of the story, and it helps preschoolers connect what they know, what they've seen, what they've experienced to the Bible story. But we wanted them, and we wanted to make sure that we're teaching that it's not just about a cow. That's not the main point. Yes, that was the idol that was built and that they worshipped. So, yes, it's an important part of the story, but it's deeper than that. We need to make sure to help them understand that the people made the calf more important than God. And so when we have idols, and each of those idols can be different. My idol may be different than yours, and and our neighbors and other family members, it could be different. But whatever the idol is, we are making it more important than God. And that's where we need to understand that we're worshiping that more than, or we're worshiping that and not worshiping God or not worshiping um, God as much. And that's where we need to remember is that we're to only worship God. And so helping boys and girls understand that we're to worship only God. Good word. Thank you, Delaney. We always need to be reminded of that. So to our listeners, we want to thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We hope that you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the Gospel Project for Kids and Preschool. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.